I'ma make a toast cause we still alive No big, I feel like Pac I shoot the shot I'm coming in hot Hello, it is Stephanie. Hey, hey, hey. It is Ty, his child all the while. And you are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. It is written, Ty. It is written in 2023. And what are we going to be? We're going to be free in 23. We are free in 2023. Listen. I am turning keys all 2023. How you feeling about the year so far? We're in February now. January the went by. of love. I love and it. I love it. God is love. Yes. The greatest of all things is love. Yes. And love conquers all. And I know that. And I know that to be true. And so I'm quite joyful here in the second month of 2023. Well, joy is the creator. Joy is the ultimate creator of our lives. And what do we say every morning? The joy of the Lord is Is my my strength. strength. And it is. It is. You know, when we start feeding on this food, you know, Jesus talked about a food. But we didn't know what type of food he was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But when we get into the Word of God, we see what kind of food he was talking about. He was talking about the Word of God. What we've been realizing, I know for me, what I've been realizing is that, you know, I don't know what I would do without it because it's how I grow. You know, it's how I'm able to see things from a different perspective. And it's the consistency, you know, shout out to the ladies of ISI, you know, it's the consistency because even if you don't feel like doing something, when you're consistent with it, you're going to see a change. You're going to see something. Um, Consistency is the key. And I'm starting um, to you know, to see that for myself, because for a long, long time, you know, as a part of those groups of believers that, you know, you only get the word in on Wednesday or on Sunday or, you know, at whatever time that you're participating in your corporate worship, but really lacking that individual one-on-one time to get to know your father and get to get into his word a little more deeper. But what I've been really, really consciously doing um, in 2023 is making sure that I'm consistent. I don't care if it's in the ninth hour of my day, I'm going to make sure that I have time to spend with him. Yes, God. To spend in his word. And girl, when I tell you, you know, we always say there's a word for that, right? Yeah. You know, they used to say there's an app for that. Well, there's a word for that. Like Amen. no matter what, there is a word in store for us for things that we have to navigate through, things that we're experiencing, things that come against us, things that we come against, etc. And it was a trip, you know, um, I shared this with you already, but I want to share um, just in transparency um, with our listeners so they can see, you know, like we are so real. Like, yeah, we we walk this walk just like you guys. We struggle. We've, we've just fight, like you guys. We get fought just yes. like everybody else. <laughs> and that's why we like to share the journey, because the only one that was perfect has already departed. Amen. So all we can be is in pursuit and evolve and in progress. So I am definitely a work still in progress. And so, you know, with that being said, I got into a little tiff over the weekend and it was something very, very, very minute. But, you know, like, you know, the flesh can magnify it, right? Because, you know, like our emotions. The hills and the mountains. Yes. The hills and the mountains. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a trick of the enemy. Definitely. Because, um, you know, he knows you and he knows things that trigger you. Triggers. Um, and sometimes, you know, those parts of us that we want to bury or, you know, we've been delivered from, there's still a little residue yes. in there. <laughs> and yes. So um, sometimes when there's like just one trigger word and then boom, you're there. Girl. Um, but, you know, I was, I was upset and... um. 
feeling validated in my feelings, you know, of being upset and, and my point of view of the situation. And then it just hit me, you know, I could choose to focus on who was right or wrong in the situation, or I can choose to apply the word come through to the situation and move forward. And like instantly God said to me what I just said to you, love conquers all things. Mm. The greatest of all things is love. God is love. And so therefore I have to try to take that into every aspect of my life. Absolutely. Is my response coming from a place of love as an ambassador of the kingdom? Is my response what Jesus would do? Come through Holy Spirit. I mean, it's a real thing. And, you know, when you're when you're speaking about getting into the word, that's what it makes you aware of love. You know, I told the ladies, um, you know, I've told the ladies this this month, lead with love, lead with love, because when you lead with love, when you lead with God, it makes everything OK. You know, and, and isn't that amazing that you just heard him just loud as day, loud, you know, clear as day, you know, hey, clear as love. Day, sitting, seething is what I was doing. I'm sitting, seething and, you know, uh, ruminating over the conversation and. What parts um, of my argument were sound and, and um, indisputable and, you know, because instead of being righteous, <laughs> we want to be right. <laughs> that part. Hey, I know I was right when I did. This, I was right. in the third. Yes. Yeah. But, but um, you know, instantly, though, when I allowed myself to take a step back, um, you know, from my flesh and just like really um, look at it, you know, like what's most important? in this situation is it being right or is it working together oh that's it Ty working together and Um, the most important part is working together right because we're all part of one body and you know joints supply we know that and so we have to be careful when we get into situations with people when we have disagreements because those are going to happen I I would even venture to say that some disagreements are very healthy well, they're supposed to, to you know. Well, I but think it's it, about the way. It, well, it's the growth. Yes. You know, I think when you have a disagreement, it's an opportunity to grow. Yes, it it's is. It's an opportunity to see things from a different perspective, a fresh perspective. Um, what does God's word say about this? What does yes. God's word say about that? And that's what I'm learning, um, too. You know, when I was when I came in with um, being committed, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, even when you're being committed, it doesn't equate to being perfect or no, you know, perfection. You know, it, it's all about growth. And even in those those tough moments where you're going back and forth. I mean, there's something inside of you that God is allowing you to understand about yourself. It's almost like, you know, triggers, you know, things that are lying dormant. They don't come out until things are pressed, until you're going through things. And I feel like, you know, even at the word of God, when it's talking about the pressure and, 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 the, and the heating, you know, we have to go through those hard things in order for things to come up out of us. And we don't never know if that's in us, if it doesn't ever come out. So I think it's healthy, you know, when there are disagreements, but you have to be mature. You know, that that's the bottom line. Maturity is everything. And when you're spiritual maturity, spiritual maturity, that's, you know, that's, that's what really matters. And a lot of people, what I've been understanding by the word, you know, we've been in Luke and what I've been seeing, there was a lot of immature 
believers. They yes. were very immature. And you can see that today. You know, the ones People who, whose feelings are based on what is happening. Happiness depends on what is happening. Right. Whereas joy is everlasting because it's rooted in the truth. And that's the thing, you know, about getting in the word. So we know that Jesus came down to earth in a body. Yes. To live as we would live so he could experience the things that we experience so that he could be tempted in the ways that we would be tempted and so that he could show us how we could withstand temptation. So we want to talk to you guys. So we're in Luke going over Luke four, five and six. And so we begin in Luke chapter four when Jesus was in the wilderness. And I want you to think about this. So he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. And he didn't have anything to eat. Um, You know, let me be done. Miss lunch at work and get off. I am ready to eat right Girl. now and gonna be hangry. Gonna be hungry when we leave. <laughs> if going I actually have to go and figure it out, and it's not something already waiting on me. So, just trying to wrap my mind around the fact that he was obedient in fasting. So that's what he's used fasting, and then the enemy meets him. Well, you know the thing about, and you're right because you know think about that though. You're right when you think about that. How did you? How did you do that? But I'm gonna tell you how he did it was because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy yes. Spirit was within him. So you know if if he's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in one, mm-hmm. and you know he knows his Father, so he's in a communion with him. So yes. this is Jesus, a man. The Holy Spirit is already on him, y'all. So it's, it's you know it's spiritual. And, you know, he's in this wilderness being tested. Right, right before he, he went into the wilderness, though, Jesus, John the Baptist, baptized him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he came up out of the water, he said, this is my beloved son who I'm very well pleased. Now go into the wilderness. Do we not understand that in the wilderness, in that 40 days and 40 nights, that's when you find out who you truly are. Mm-hmm. That's, when, that's when you find out who you truly are. Although he was tested, the Holy Spirit gave him the strength. We have the Holy Spirit to give us the strength today. But do we tap in? Do we utilize it? Do we get the word? Do we get into the word? And so, you know, being in Luke, we realize that Jesus being in this wilderness place and being tempted by the devil, the same temptations that the enemy is tempting Jesus with at that time is the same temptations that we go through today. And so when we get into the word, you can apply it to to today's society. You know, the pride of life, the lust Mm -hmm. of the eyes, all of those things make a difference in our lives. And it's either going to shape us, grow us, teach us who we truly are. And so I feel like when we're going through those hard times, that's to me, that was an illustration of the Holy Spirit never leaving you nor forsaking you throughout that 40 days and 40 nights. Knowing what to say. Because in that world, we're supposed to hide our hide the word in our heart. That's right. That's and that's right. the thing. So, you know, he's rolling up on him and he's saying, Okay, you know, I know you haven't eaten. There's a stone. Come on, man. Turn the stone into bread. And right there, our brother Jesus gave us the most mm. profound mm. thing. Mm. Man cannot live off of bread alone, but by the word of God. Mm. And it's like, well, what do you mean? You, you can't eat the word. Oh, yes, you can. Girl, you can eat that. Yes, you thing. can. Ooh, you should good. devour. And it's good. The word. Because so that good. is what is nourishing and replenishing your spirit, man, and preparing him to be able to. He's already prepared because he knows you better than you know yourself. But we can strengthen our spirit, man. Get in tune with our spirit, man, through the word of God. Yes. And it's it's a trip because you really do have to be mindful um, of the people that you're connected to, the people that you surround yourself with because there Jesus was, he was alone. He was in the wilderness. Okay. So he tried him that time. Yeah. Then he told him 
to fling himself off of the cliff. Girl, that's the one. He said, you know, um, that's he's going to protect you. They're going to hold you up. They're going to keep you from dashing quote your it. foot on the stone. Ta- talk, quote the it, the Bible. Quote it. can quote Come on, the Bible man. as well. And that's why it's so important for you to have your own understanding yes, man. of what the word says. It's very important for you to take the time to dig down, dissect, and make it applicable to your life and yes. to the situation in the season that you're currently in and not base it off of what somebody else is feeding back to you that was about their situation right. or how they handled their trial. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that way because what I what I mentioned today earlier was that, you know, there's so many different ways to skin a cat, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just talk about it because if you don't do it this way, then you didn't do it right. But there are so many different avenues to get to where you're supposed to be. That's why it's your experience. That's why it's your life. We, we all have different paths, guys, and everybody's not going to always take your path. They're not going to always do what you want to do, want them to do. At the end of the day, think about the world's view and God's view. It's two totally contradicting views. And so when you get into the word, what you find out, Ty, is those three words that matter the most that's going to be 2023. Y'all going to hear it all year, all year. It is written. I am not going back and forth with nobody about anything when I know what the word of God is. And see, when you get into this word and you start eating this word, you can stand 10 toes down against anything and anyone because you know it's greater is he that is in you than it is in the world. Jesus knew this. But you know what? I feel like when I read this passage, I feel like the enemy was trying to see if Jesus knew who he was. Yes, he was. Come on, he was man. trying to test him to see if he knew who he was. Do you know who you are? Yes. Come on, man. Trying to make him jump. You know, and and that how many of us have been in situations because you know, um especially as neophyte believers like when you first, you know, decide that you choose God, you choose Jesus and you're trying to walk the higher path. Oh, you know, the floodgates open. Things are coming at you left and right. And people are going to test you and they're going to try you. Yeah, they're going. To, they're on assignment. Yes, Don't they get are. it twisted. Yes, These people are. are on assignment for real. And it's like they can't even come to you. I'm thinking this way too, Todd, because you know, like I just get excited about the word. But I think they can't even come to you unless God enables them to. That's true. So he's teaching us. You know what I'm saying? He uses the op to teach us who we truly are. And that's why it's a win-win. We, we're going to win. If you apply the word to your life, if you get into the word and you start eating the word, not just eating it though, you got to digest it. You got to you gotta walk that you thing out. You meditate on it. Yeah. Um, you know, you really, really, really got to take the time to, to unpack like what the words mean, you know, because each word has its own meaning and then collectively. Yes. The scripture has its meaning. And so it's very important that we equip ourselves with that every day because every day that you go out, you're going to be tested in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Some are smaller than others. Yes. You know, just, just like little tests. Right, right. It, it, well, this triggers. And the enemy trying, I feel like when any of those things start to happen, I feel like he's trying to get you to jump. Like you just said, jump. Let me see if you're going to react. Let me see if you're going to, let me see if it's still there. And to me, I feel like God is trying to show you, listen, that is not the way to respond. You know what the words say. So, of course, those tests are going to come up for us to apply the word. And when those, when those tests come to apply the word, we got to be in it. So that's why I'm always saying, listen, get into your word if you don't do anything else just push play you know get it in your system so that you can know it's the it's the food it's the one food that your body needs and it does a body good the things that you put on the inside they come out 
They come out in your character. They come out in your actions. They come out in your responses in the way that you treat people. Jesus had a conduct about himself. Jesus had a way that he cared himself. And, you know, he didn't really care. He wasn't a people pleaser. He didn't really care about the masses, you know. When when they, when they he came in and, you know, he was doing these miracles and signs and wonders, the Pharisees, you know, I, I get back to Pharisees because, you know, I feel like the Pharisees, well, we, let's just call a spade a spade. Satan's, <laughs> Satan's army. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah they, they, they thought they knew the word. Look, he knew the word too. He told them, you know, throw yourself down. I'm like, he had the audacity, the audacity to quote the word of God. Back to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus had it all. But he was like, do he really know? Yeah, I know who I am. Don't test the Lord. You don't test the Lord. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows where you live at. He knows why you're going through what you're going through. But when you come through, when you come through with the word, He's going to always see you through. But guess what, Ty? Even in chapter four, they still rejected Jesus. Why? Because he was from Nazareth. Because they knew who he was. You know, so a lot of the times it's hard for people to receive you um, in your anointing. Because, you know, um, there's a difference between you, the person, and the anointing. Because the anointing is God's gift working through you. And so a lot of the times people want to hold you hostage to the person that they knew of you. Oh, you know, she ain't nothing but a, you know, she's this, she's that are, you know, oh, you know, they're evil, they're evil, you know, she did this to her own mama, she did this, you know, you just have people that will continue to try to naysay against you. In this instance, he was in his hometown. Yep. And, you know, it's very, very hard um, to be a hero in your hometown because when you're homegrown, you know, people know you, people know your people. Right. And they feel like because they know of you and of your people, then they get to speak on behalf of who you are or what they feel like you represent. And a lot of the times that's totally separate from the purpose that God has placed on your life. And what was so gangster about Jesus? He didn't care. He wasn't feeling anything that they were saying. He continued to stand on his father's word. He continued to go to the synagogues. He continued to preach. And more importantly, he continued to heal and deliver, even though he knew that it was causing a ruckus yes. and that it was going to cause, you know, people to come after him. He was still about his father's business. Well, think about that, Ty. What if God tells you to do something that you know you're going to cause a ruckus and you know that people are going to be divided? Oh, my and you goodness. Know. I mean, it's real. That. It's a real thing. How <laughs> many of us has he come to and hey, say, yeah. look, this is what I'm going to need you to do? Girl. Who? Yeah. What do you mean? All of that. All of that. Does it have to be me? What do you mean? God, come uh, on. Have you ever have you ever told How God, am I gonna do yeah, it? Yeah. Have you ever told him like, ah, daddy, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if this was you talking. So I really do need give you to show me. Give me another sign so I can know for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, I feel like that's kind of like how the Pharisee spirits were. Mm-hmm. Because even though they saw these signs and miracles and wondered, they were so full of rage because they couldn't believe that he healed somebody on the on the Sabbath. They're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's the Sabbath. I'm like, dude, he just healed a man, a shriveled hand, and you're sitting here talking about it's the Sabbath. But we still have these people walking around today. But religion. Get, re- listen, it's, and it's not about a religion, ladies and gentlemen. It's about a relationship. Let's let's see what Jesus says. So when Jesus did go to the, the synagogue, so that's where he was. He was about his father's business. This is what the scripture says, Luke 4, verse 18. 
It says the spirit, he said, he, okay, well, first of all, let me just tell, he went into the synagogue and he, he um, wanted to get the scroll. Um, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he unrolled it and he found the place where it was written. And this is what the word of God says and it is written in red, okay? The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was sent. Jesus, God still sends people, honey. Uh, he Look in the mirror, at the man in the mirror. He's probably choosing you. And you're probably like, ah, don't think I'm qualified. I don't think I can do this. I, but you can do all things through Christ. We sit here and see Jesus had to make a decision. Guess what, y'all? He was human too. So that's why I'm so thankful for getting to know him for myself, because I understand that he knew everything. He felt everything. He knew he knew that human experience. So he can understand rejection, abandonment, uh, rage, you know, feeling, you know, feeling like nobody understands him. Have you ever felt like you you were misunderstood? I felt like that my entire life. Um, you know, I've never quite fit in, not with any click, not with any crowd, but I have found and my spiritual maturity is that I was meant to be set apart. Amen. Um, that was done purposefully. Come on, man. So that I'm not tainted by the world, but can influence the world. Girl, I love it. E- everything that you just said, because you're an ambassador of Christ, because you're walking with him. Mm-hmm. See, when you're chosen, you're different. People are going to misunderstand you. I can identify with what you're saying because... I can identify with what Jesus was saying. You know, people looking at you all kind of crazy, calling you a demon, saying that you're demon possessed, that you're doing things that are unethical when all you're doing is getting the word. All you're doing is eating the scroll and and the, the word is is performing the work. We're not doing anything. It's not about us. It's not even the glory. Hey, don't give me no glory. All the glory goes to God. Mm-hmm. It's for his purposes, for his reasons. But even when him coming from Nazareth, you don't you don't have no type of influence in your hometown unless they see you for who you truly are. Right. In order to have influence, you you have to travel away. That's why you see so many people that like make it like in the industry. You hardly ever see them return home. If they do, you know, it's doing something big for the community, you know, so that they can continue to illustrate their growth. But in order to have true influence, you have to leave home. Girl, first. you the- have to get away um, from where people actually feel like they know you. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I love, hey, what's up, everybody out there in Lawrence? <laughs> you know, from LA, uh, uh. Hickory Tavern in the building. Something good can come out of it. Um, listen, I, I really do feel like this word is for somebody because, you know, maybe you feel like, um, you know, in your family, nobody's ever done anything like this before, or you feel like you're unqualified. God will show you exactly who you are. He calls us to be disciples. That's what Luke 5 is about. You know, at this point, now he's, now he's gathering up his team. He's gathering up his team. He knows who he is. He knows what God has told him to do. So he he's going out there and making what? Fisher of men. Mm-hmm. He He's going out there putting the word out. So he's, you know, even Peter. Let's talk about Peter on the boat with the fishing, with the net. He's a professional p- fisher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what did Jesus tell him? Cash your net to the right side and see what happens when you pull it up. He's all knowing, y'all. So he knows what you need to do. So when he gives you instructions, even if they don't make sense, do what your father told you to do because you don't know what's on the other side of that, uh, um, of your obedience. When they pulled that net up, it was full of fish. It was so full that they, another boat had to come over. Mm-hmm. And that's just because he trusted him. Mm-hmm. But the part that I really, 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 really wanted to get into what the most important part of chapter five for me is when he talks about um, the illustration. 
No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. Mm. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins for the new wine would burst the wine skins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wine skins. But see, here's the kicker. Talk about it. No one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. Mm-mm. The old is just fine, they say. That's what they say. And when I tell you that is so many of us walking around here today, God is ready to place new wine into, into new wine skins, but we will not let go of the old. Yes. We've become comfortable and complacent and married to it. Right. You know, um, because it's easier to do what you've always done, what you're comfortable doing. But evolution requires growth. It's a part of it. And I think that's what he's saying. He's saying, you know, right there, why would I use something old to patch something new? You're going to be able to see that it's old. It's going to stick out like a sore thumb. And that's the way it is when we are doing an overhaul of our life, when we choose God, when we choose the path less traveled, we are choosing a new wine skin. We are choosing to be reborn. Yes. And so we're supposed to do things differently. Well, it was the newness of Jesus that threw them off, though. You know, um, him coming on the scene and doing all the signs, miracles, and wonders. And they're like, they don't have that type of power. Like, where did he get this power from? You know, like, they're, they're confused. It confuses the enemy. And that's what the word of God will do. It'll confuse the enemy. Even when you worship, even when you praise him, even when you're going through and you turn and praise me, it confuses the enemy. So, we, you know, just like you said, it was a new covenant. Jesus came on the scene with something totally new. And it, it just didn't, it wasn't, they weren't accustomed to it. So, of course, they tried to what? Banish him. <laughs> they tried to get rid of get rid of him. That's where the crucifixion comes in. You know, that's where we learn that he died on the cross and rose on the third day. Like, if you guys get into the words, you will realize that what we're seeing today and where we're living at, it's, it's, a, lot, a lot has not changed. We still have the ancestors of the Pharisees out there that probably know the word back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, like the back of their hand. And they're going to try, they're going to criticize what they don't understand. This is what happens. This is what the Pharisees did when Jesus came on the scene as well. Well, I want to talk about our food. Because that's what we want to leave you with, the bread of life, the word of life. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then came, then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. That is John four thirty four to 35. Is there something that you love to do so much that you forget to eat? I get close to that when editing a movie or the process is so creative and intellectually absorbing that time just flies at lightning speed. But I also know that when I'm really hungry, I can think of nothing but food. As Christians, we shouldn't be able to think of anything else but feeding on the word of God with an all-consuming appetite to do his will. Jesus told his disciples that even though it wasn't harvest time, they were ready to lift up their eyes and look at the fields. They as they were ready to be harvested 
And when people complain that few are coming to Christ, remember that salvation is of the Lord. He is the one who saves sinners. And he said that the harvest is ready. Well, listen, those that wait upon the Lord, what they what, what they shall renew at their strength. What, what else? What else happened? They should mount up on wings they, as if eagles. Oh, listen, wait on the Lord. He has a blessing with your name on it. Whether you're broke or blessed, people going to talk either way. Get into your word. For y'all, 2023, let's get ready to soar. Peace. Shoot that shot. Shoot that shot.